Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one environmentally friendly page of Talmud a day. Because in today's pages, Ketubot 30 and 31, the Talmud gets right at the core of a question that a lot of us are asking daily. Have a listen. Rav Ada Bar Ahava strongly objects to this. From where, the Talmud asks, is it derived that when Jacob is warning his sons, he is warning them about cold and heat, which are at the hand of heaven? Perhaps he is warning them about a lion and thieves, which are harm at the hands of man, meaning that unlike heat and cold, these dangers are not calibrated by God. The Gemara refutes this. Is that to say that Jacob warned them about this harm at the hand of man, but about that harm at the hand of heaven, he did not warn them? Jacob warned them about all potentially harmful matters that might befall Benjamin, not merely one particular form of catastrophe, which when I read, especially because it then goes on to talk about heat and cold and climate change, read to me like, a kind of discussion that I have very frequently with my next guest, producer Josh Cross. How are you, my friend? Warming up, I guess, for this one. <laughs> now now is the time to ask, hot enough for you uh, as the temperature in New York right? <laughs> exceeds 10,000 degrees. Let me turn off my air conditioner. <laughs> no, Josh, look, um, I am, I will say, a reluctant environmentalist, someone who you know, wants to take this issue seriously and yet runs into air conditioners and other environmentally non-friendly matters and, you know, would always opt for the bottled water uh, just because it's convenient rather than refill your own. And you've really done a lot in my own personal life to educate me uh, about the importance here. And and one conversation that we frequently have, and I'm, I really would like to hear what you have to say, is a conversation about looking at an immensity of a subject like this one. And, you know, sometimes feeling completely desperate, saying, well, look, you know, it's just, it's this thing that happens. It's a climate. It's, you know, in the hands of God. Like, there's really very little that we could do versus the kind of much more sober and perhaps practical approach of saying, well, yeah, there are some things that are happening out there, but a lot of them are man-made. And and regardless, there are many things that we could do to have a real impact. When you read a page of Talmud like this one, what are you thinking about? What stood out to me most is they're putting it in the same context of sort of an attack from a lion or thieves coming. And frankly, if you and I are standing there and disagreeing about something and a lion's coming at us, it's not going to be, Liel, <laughs> did you not close the gate? Or, Josh, why didn't you feed him already? We're going to be like, let's solve this problem. Run away! Right? And so, I think what this is sort of saying is, is if you've got an immediate problem, whether it is cold and heat, or a lion charging down to eat you, take care of it and don't look at like whether it's the what's it the, the line of something about crooked uh, reasons behind why something has happened. Weather is happening. Whether or not it's because we've had too many coal plants or Taylor Swift and Drake had too many private jet flights. Like, okay, we can have our hair on fire over that stuff, but our hair is on fire. So realistically, we have a problem that's happening and we need to go enough with the incrimination. Let's solve this. So what this is really pointing out to me is take a look at your problems and solve them and move forward. There's plenty of time for incrimination or anything else or arguing over why. But as there was a piece in Tablet today as we're recording this, 
you know, I can say what somebody did in 1975 was a cause of this problem. I don't really care. I just know that globally, water's going to rise and populations are going to move and lobsters are going to be harder to find for us trafe lovers when we go to Maine. Like, we have all these problems. Let's solve them and then worry about why afterwards. And so uh, I love this approach and one reason why I wanted to talk to you uh, as opposed to someone, say, on the more priestly end, uh, more hardened edge of the environmental movement, not to say that there's anything wrong with it, because you're really someone who, at least in my own personal life, managed to communicate to me the significance and importance of, of small acts, of, of caring and acting. So share with us, what are some of the things that you do, perhaps even some things that I've wrongly mocked you for over the years uh, that are intended to you know, take a stand and make a difference? Uh, we're obviously a non-plastic straw household, which is whatever. My kids are actually remarkably good about turning off lights when they leave rooms. My air conditioning is set I also live with a European who didn't grow up with it, but my air conditioning is set to like 76 degrees in my house. And I've learned even as a large person that it's okay to schwitz a little. And yes, we need major corporations to do the same equivalent of it. But these are all things that pragmatically make a little bit of difference. And so whether it is that or we use a little less coal and whatever else, all of those things sort of need to go into it. You know, low flow toilets while they kind of stink like better you know like all the things that you can do we should just do them regardless if it's some stupid liberal or some lunatic who's caused the problem let's do the thing and there's such i think you're completely right there's, there's such a feeling of um you know smug superiority of saying oh wow well, you do xyz but at the same time you take vacations to france or whatever like the kind of like oh well you're not doing anything but i think that kind of completely ignores the um the great grace of small actions, uh, which I think is precisely what the page of Talmud is trying to teach us today. It teaches us that when a warning comes, it contains multitudes. It speaks of all the dangers. It sees around every corner and it behooves us to do something, anything, whatever we can. Josh Cross, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.